The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's not your wife, it's not your kids, it's not your neighbor, and it sure isn't your boss. Only we understand you. We are your friends. You're listening to The Winning Edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Scumbags! That's Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. Level three, this is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down. Sirius XM, Channel 204, Sports Grid Radio Networks, the loudest station in the nation. Uh, we'll re-welcome our radio affiliates, AM side. In a couple of moments, let's start off on the hardwood. The Atlanta Hawks, wild game, wild night in the ATL, man. As um, the Philadelphia 76ers were up by eight after the first quarter. They were up by 13 after two quarters of play. Uh, Atlanta scores them by 11 and then by five. And they end up with a 103-100 victory. Philadelphia had an opportunity to, uh, to cash Late, Atlanta turned the ball over, but Philadelphia went cold. Joel Embiid was terrible in the second half. Ben Simmons, one of the most overrated uh, athletes in all of sports. He's good, but he's not great. Uh, but Philadelphia, a good team. But, hey, we got a series, man. It's crazy. The NBA, who would have thought that Philadelphia and Atlanta would be tied at two right now after what we saw over the last couple of nights? Even though I did, because I said they were going to split. I'm just a moron for not sticking to my guns. And I thought Utah could bounce back tonight. And, honestly... I thought the Clippers could win tonight, but I didn't think they would smoke them. And, you know, we've said it before. We're going to say it again, man. You know, these teams, it's not the regular season. I, I they, they don't get it. They don't get it. Like, you can't just come out and, like, be down 17 right away. Like, on the road. Right? Like, Utah scored 13 points, guys, in the first quarter. And pretty much what was, like, a critical game for them. You know, you get up, you, you get up 3-1, man. You're going back home. You got the series in your back pocket. Kawhi Leonard, man, this guy's like a hip man, all right? He's an assassin. He just, you know what? He's, he's, you got to finish him off when you can. And now, like, really? It's advantage LA. Now that the series moving forward, I have more confidence in the Clippers than I do Utah. Yet, I don't know. I mean, these series are whack. Phoenix are the only ones that are comfortably hanging out right now, waiting. But it'll be interesting to see. Like, Phoenix might be waiting so long. I don't know. Like, they're they're red hot right now. If I'm Phoenix, I'm not happy about this. It's cool to, like, yeah, we have a little bit of a break. But, like, the NBA takes forever, these series. 
Like, when's Phoenix actually going to play? Like, they might be off for, like, two weeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, honestly, they're, they're going to be off for, like, a week and a half. Like, they're going to be off a long time, these guys. So, uh, Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Man, here this series now. And this is, um, you know, we, we, we told you last night, we're not, uh, we do not have a, any medical degrees, but we watch The Simpsons a lot. And I know Dr. Nick Riviera well. And uh, we said last night, Dr. Nick Riviera told us, hello, Dr. Nick. He said, I said, yeah, Kyrie Irving's not going to be able to play in this game. He's got a sprained ankle. That's not going to, he's not going to say, it's for 48 hours. All right, it's for, come on. And he's not. And it's confirmed that James Harden is not playing either. So the number's getting stupid right now. The Milwaukee Bucks are minus four and a half. Minus four and a half. And that's it. Like, we only got one NBA game tomorrow. Like, you know what I mean? The playoffs are coming to an end. It's sad, but true. But the good news is, football's around the corner. And Rick Saratella is going to join us. The Late Night Anger Management Class. It's level three. I am Gabriel Morenci. Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Wherever you may be raging with us this evening, or maybe you're uh, you're in a good mood. Maybe you cast some tickets. If you had the Clippers, you're in a good mood. If you had the under, like, uh, um, if you had the under in the game, then, hey, then you're really in a good mood. We had the over in that basketball game, and it sucked because I had a parlay at, like, plus 172 with the under 5.5 in the Montreal Canadian-Las Vegas Golden Knight game. That was a miracle that stayed under 5.5. And, and I'm thinking, all right, it's a miracle. Now we're going to hit this parlay, and then, boom. They get to 222, 118-104 is the final score. The Clippers are back in this thing. Kawhi Leonard's like, uh, you know, he's like a hitman. You know what I mean? Like, he's like Samuel Jackson in, uh, in Pulp Fiction, basically. He's just cool. He's like, he's slick. He's cool. And if you're going to go at him, you better finish him off, man. It's like the Suns and Four, dude. You know, you're going to go. You better, feel like, these teams take these shots at Kawhi, and you you land. Like, Kawhi is constantly down 0-2 all the time. Think about it. He was down 0-2 when he won the title with the Raptors. They were down 0-2 to the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Down 0-2, like, all the time. Dallas Mavericks, Utah Jazz. Now, same thing. But, I, you know, where, where's this series going now? Like, it's been a roller coaster. The Atlanta Hawks, wild night in the ATL tonight, but the Atlanta Hawks stepped up and found a way to, uh, to tie the series at two. They're going to be getting six and a half points in game five. The number is set. So they're getting uh, they're getting six and a half points. And for the record, the Utah Jazz open up as two and a half point favorites over the Los Angeles Clippers. Now they're tied at two. So everything's tied at two. Milwaukee, Brooklyn tied at two. Atlanta, Philadelphia tied at two. The Clippers and the Jazz are tied at two. The Las Vegas Golden Knights and the Montreal Canadiens, they just started the uh, National Hockey League uh, semifinal one of the semifinals. Of course, the Islanders are up one game to none on the Tampa Bay Lightning. They play tomorrow. We like Tampa Bay uh, to win tomorrow. I think Tampa minus one ten series bet is not a bad bet. Um, so the Montreal Canadiens lose 4-1 this evening. Vegas were big favorites, but they cash on the puck line. So for you puck line players, the game does stay under the number. It was five and a half. So we got one NBA game on Tuesday, and in Atlanta, Philadelphia, the Clippers and Utah back at it on Wednesday. Big week this week. Rick Saratella steps up in it next. Bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Late night anger match for class continues. This is Sports Rage. We've talked a lot of NHL hockey. We've talked NBA playoff basketball. Let's talk NFL football. Let's get biblical. NFL Draft Bible, SI.com, and more. Rick Saratella steps up and in to break it all down. Rick, it's always a pleasure, my man. How you doing? Gabe, what's happening? A little late night get right. Well, let's do this thing, uh, Rick. So I tell you what, we've got uh, there's this playoff fever right now, man. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, and you and I spent a lot of time talking about Zach Wilson, and you know, of course, BYU quarterback, New York Jets, uh, the face of the franchise uh, right now. And I tell you what, man, Zach is getting a crash course in um, in the New York sports scene. He's been going to all the Islander games with his offensive lineman buddies. They're crushing beers on their foreheads. They're partying it up. And um, the Jets are along for the Islanders' ride. And I guess I guess if you're the uh, if you're the Jets coaching staff, you would want to encourage this, right? Get these guys actually around a winning program. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever it takes, right? You know, we got to win in something, whether that's beer crushing or just osmosis uh, of seeing how it can get done. You know, Zach Wilson came up a little bit short there in that Coastal Carolina game. So uh, coach sent them out and said, hey, go watch these guys. Show them how look, see yeah, how it's exactly. <laughs> And, you know, and, and, you know, try to build that camaraderie. Like, basically, like, the Giants, the Giants and Rangers are connected. 
So it's sort of like the the outcasts. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, the Jets and the Islanders. And there's a ton of Jet fans on Long Island. So there's a synergy there. As far as Zach Wilson is concerned, listen, man, I've never really heard reports ever that somebody sucked in the original rookie minicamp. It's always, oh, no, you look, look good, look good. But what are you hearing as far as Zach Wilson is concerned? Because I'm hearing all the stock answers. Oh, he looked good. He's crisp, very athletic, strong arm. You know, we heard all the stock answers, but what are you hearing about Zach Wilson so far? Yeah, I think, you know, it's hard to get excited about the, the gym shorts and T-shirt OTA workouts, and yeah. you should look good, right? So, I mean, it's it's really along the same lines of, of what the Jets fell in love with initially during the pre-draft process. Hey, he looks the part. Uh, he's a natural-born leader. Obviously, he's got the pretty boy Floyd Hollywood looks, Broadway Zach. I mean, he's already making the, uh, the appearances in the re- arenas already and taking advantage of that situation. But, you know, you hope that – once the season comes around, all this, you know, side stuff and, and distractions becomes uh, irrelevant. And you're talking about Zach Wilson on the field now. You know, it's a new regime. It's a defensive minded coach. I would have liked to see them kind of provide Zach Wilson with a little bit more in the backfield in terms of support and, you know, capability and not put so much of a honus on him so to speak but you know the jets are in for a rough season this is a rebuilding program it's going to take time now with that being said i don't know joe douglas personally all the evaluators and scouts in the community speak very highly of him all the uh football community speaks very highly of coach robert sala so they seem to have the right people in place now it's just a matter of putting uh, the right talent on the field. And, yes, they, they think they have their blue-chip quarterback. Then again, so do the Giants. But it's going to take some time to build the pieces around a Zach Wilson. Uh, Mekhi Becton is a very good starting block to, to protect them on the blind side. They need a little bit more weapons. The defense needs to be rebuilt. That'll come with time. But I think this team is at least three seasons away from even being able to compete for the playoffs. Rick Saratella, NFL Draft Bible uh, with us. But there is some talent. There is some young talent. And I, I'm a Joe Douglas guy as well. I believe in him and the success that he had um, in, in Philadelphia. Although, although there were, even though they won the Super Bowl, there were flaws with the, with the Eagles roster uh, over the years. But he wasn't in complete control uh, of the roster. One thing about Zach Wilson. And I, you know, lot, lot, uh, you know, I, I want to comment on a couple of things you said there. And first things first, totally agree with you. You know, you look at the offensive line that they have, and they've got some pieces, man. You know, they draft Vera Tucker. They drafted Beckton last year. So I like where they're going. Where's that bell cow back? You've got a young quarterback. As you say, you've got a young quarterback, and it's almost they said, we better get him some wide receivers, right? Oh, we're going to go. We're going to get Corey Davis. You know, okay, we got James Crowd, and we got Denzel Mims. Okay. Yeah, you've got a young quarterback. Don't worry about the wide receivers. This kid's going to be running for his life. Right? Tevin Coleman. How many games is Tevin Coleman going to last right before he gets hurt? What's the over-under? Does he get through September? I say no. And I like Tevin Coleman, but come on, man. Tevin Coleman can't be your number one running back, Rick. No, it's a lot of nice complimentary parts, but there's no studs. There's you're no, right. There's no you're right. weapon A. or It's almost like walking in a garage, you're right, and it's like, yeah, you've got a lot of tools here, right? But there's they're just all over the floor, right? Well, it's like, yeah, you know, man, there's screws and bolts and a couple of tires over there, but it's not put together. Yeah, and I think, you know, I remember when uh, Bill Parcells took over the Jets and they went to the AFC Championship with Vinny Testaverde when he first came to town with the New England Patriots. 
uh, you know, he said, I, I got to get me some hold the fort guys. And that's what the Jets have, some hold the fort guys until they actually find the right guys. Tevin Coleman, you know, he's lucky to even be in the league at this point. You know, I, I could, you know, I could probably go find five guys off the street better than him. Like Todd Gurley, sign me up right now. Oh, I agree. Right. Todd Gurley, and you know, I'm glad you, know, I'm glad you brought up Todd Gurley because I wanted to get to him last week. Actually, we ran out of time. Todd Gurley's only 26 years old. Amazing. He's 26. He's not 32. He's not 29, and he's not even looking for like fat cash. I listen. You know, what about you know Seattle is a team that seems to make sense for a guy like Todd Gurley, but you know, I, I totally get it. Um, you know, as far as liking Todd Gurley more than Tevin Coleman right now. One thing about Zach Wilson I want to throw in here too is, you know, some of his teammates have said, you know, he's more intense in real life. Like you said, that leadership thing, because you know he looks like the pretty boy and stuff. And some of the guys, basically, the veteran jet players that met him said, yeah, yeah, this kid, he's got that alpha dog quarterback swag to him, right? He's not a hum like. Well, you know what's funny? What was the criticism of Justin Herbert? He's not a gung-ho, rah-rah guy. He's kind of quiet in the huddle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, how'd that work out? Didn't, didn't really matter how quiet he is, does it? <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly right. And and you saw that from Eli Manning in New York, and you're seeing yeah, that yeah. now with Daniel Jones on both ends of the spectrum, uh, positive and negative. But, you know, I'll get to— Wilson's uh, the opposite of that, though, Rick, right? Yeah. Daniel Jones is that cerebral kid. Yeah. Zach's that fist pump in your face. Yeah, he's got that Brett Favre in him. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be, down, you know, running down the field, congratulate <laughs> and jump on his receivers every time he, he throws a touchdown pass. And, you know, I, I think, again, like we talked about it on previous shows, if the Jets buy in, build the offense around him, and allow him to kind of improvise, have that moving pocket, let him – you know, have that rolling out kind of moving pocket, he can be very successful. There's no doubt about it. Now, real quickly, too, you mentioned Todd Gurley. He would alleviate a lot of the pressure, like a hold the fort guy as soon as Tevin Coleman get injured. But, hey, he went in. He worked out with the Detroit Lions. The Lions passed for now. He also, I think, is scheduled to meet or or did meet with the Baltimore Ravens, which is interesting because they had Mark Ingram. They yeah. signed Gus Edwards to the extension. They let Mark Ingram walk. Todd Gurley would fit that kind of power running style that Baltimore loves. But, hey, there's another guy. Mark Ingram would probably be an upgrade for the Jets' backfield right there. And one thing about Zach Wilson, I love what Rick said, too. He said, yeah, you're supposed to look good in a T-shirt and shorts, right? It's like the pro day. You're supposed to look good at your pro day, right, when you're just throwing to your buddy wide receiver and there's no DBs there. To me, and that's the biggest key, athletically, I don't, I don't dispute Zach Wilson's athletic ability uh, at all. But whatever, man, the, the, the highway to hell is littered with quarterbacks, man, that had athletic ability. It's all about, and this is my concern, bro, um, how is he going to read NFL defenses? That's what it comes down to, right? I mean, Coastal Carolina confused him at times. So if, you know, I mean, Coastal Carolina were throwing schemes at you that you were like, oh, this is a little rough. Like, they didn't light it up offensively in that game. I don't hold it against him that he lost the game, but it wasn't like he went up and down the field on that defense. Right, and you've got Belichick, you've got Sean McDermott, man, you've got like Salah, you got some evil geniuses on defense here in this division. Love the Jets to go under six wins. More with Rick Sheratella on the other side. A lot of stuff to get to. The late night anger management class continues. Six. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Our goal is subtle, but profound. We want you, Sporto, to hold court at the company water cooler every Friday and Monday. Get it? That's the winning edge. All you got to do is listen. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Ratchy. The pits, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bummers, and everybody else in Sweden. Throw it down. Series XM Channel 204. Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Rick Saratella, NFL Draft Bible uh, with us. We're just talking about Zach Wilson partying it up uh, and having a great time at the New York Islander games. And when I say partying it up, he doesn't drink, actually. Uh, right? He's a Mormon. So uh, he, he doesn't drink. But I think there's been a lot of spillage. I think he might be getting drunk just from the, uh, the, the, the spillage. But speaking of the Jets and a former New York Jet and a guy that I actually defended when he was on the Jets, but I'm done defending this guy now. And, you know, I don't want to call a guy an idiot that I've never met before, but what the hell is Le'Veon Bell's problem? What's he crying about? Uh, Andy Reid's been in the league for how long? What, 40 years? Assistant coach, head coach. Have you ever heard anybody badmouth Andy Reid before as a player? The hell is, what's Le'Veon Bell talking about? I'll never, I'd rather retire than play for Andy Reid. The hell is this guy talking about? Yeah, apparently there's no mirrors in Le'Veon Bell's glass house. Like, let's do a little self-reflection and evaluate our yeah. life here for a moment. Because, one, 
you ran your way yeah. out of Pittsburgh on a Super Bowl contending team. Okay. You hold out for more money. You sit out a season. You leave money on the table. You sign for lesser value than what your extension was initially offered by those dealers. <laughs> right. And then you go and, and you sign with the Jets. You can't even crack the starting lineup. Completely mailed it in. Right. Yeah, partied in New York, went bowling with his buddy. He's just, yeah, yeah like you no, said, he's, like, he's making rap literally, he's literally making... couldn't beat out, like, scrubs. They were like, Gase was like, he's no good. What do you want me to do with him? Like, yeah. he, he's too busy in the recording, in Puff Daddy's recording studio in Times Square. And then here comes Andy Reid that says, hey, Le'Veon, here's a life preserver, <laughs> you know, and throws him out. Like, all, all he had to do was literally come in, be a good citizen, keep his mouth shut, maximize his touches, and and life would have been all good. But here he is, a guy that can't take his foot out of his mouth. I now think we've seen the last of Le'Veon Bell because, quite honestly, a 30-year-old running back who's past his prime and doesn't know when to shut up, I'm not sure there's room for that inside one of these 32-team facilities. Uh, you know, Rick Saratello with us. And I was wondering, this, I wanted to ask you, I was wondering the same thing. Like, look, I like Le'Veon. I like him. And even me, I'm like, whatever, dude, I'm done with you. And how many other how many other NFL GMs do you think? And they all go on ESPN.com and SI.com and CBS. They all, they all check and see, hey, what's going on in the world, right? They have to stay on top. How many guys do you think rolled their eyes when they saw Le'Veon? Like, how many GMs do you think when they saw that said, oh, good, good, good. I want to get this guy. Or how many said, man, is this guy a clown? And think, good luck, Lev, because I ain't calling you. Like, seriously, like a team would have to, like, there'd have to be a bus accident with, like, six running backs on a team all getting hurt for a coach to want to call this guy right now. I think there might be You're ripping Andy Reid. Yeah. Like, really? Andy Reid is your beef? First, so what? So what? Tomlin's a jerk. Gase is a jerk. Which, you know, all right, Gase and everyone, Adam Gase, okay. But now Reid? Come on, bro. You're running out of lifelines. Yeah, and I, and I would say that outside of Dallas and maybe Las Vegas, I don't think there's any other organizations that would even consider him. And I think that an injury to Ezekiel Elliott or, or Josh Johnson would have to occur for them to even entertain the idea. But at this point, what does Le'Veon Bell exactly offer? What does yeah. he have? He's got no juice left. He's a bad apple in the locker room. I mean, what what is Le'Veon? I mean, he can't yeah, rap. You're right. Like, look at a guy like Leonard Fournette. He accepted it and reinvented himself. Said, you know what? Maybe I'm not the best running back in the NFL. Maybe I better just shut up. <laughs> and maybe I better just shut up because otherwise I'm not going to be in a league in a couple of years. And look, he's Super Bowl champion now. Maybe, uh, Adrian Peterson. That's another thing. Look, look, AP, even I roll my eyes a couple of times over the years. Oh, God, these guys signed AP. Whatever, the guy's in wicked shape, bro. He loves football, right? Lev Bell's not in great shape, isn't as good as he used to be, has a bad attitude, <laughs> barely shows up, like shows up one minute before practice type thing, you know, doesn't care, and still thinks that he's like the best player in the league or something. He's delusional. I think you said it best. This guy's got no mirrors in his place. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, honestly, when you kind of look at – what he's done since he's left Pittsburgh to think that he even warrants anything at this point is really startling. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but Hey, sometimes 
when you've had that taste and that glory and you've got your big paydays already, money in the bank, uh, sometimes, you know, obviously I, I don't think football is really a, a love, a desire, a priority for one Le'Veon Bell. All right. So uh, Rick Saratella uh, with us. Uh, Rick, has it taken long? Uh, has it taken long? So what do I see here? Uh, Cam Newton practicing with Pats after after hand surgery. <laughs> like, like, dude, we're not even into real training camp yet, and there's already the Cam Newton injury watch, bro. Like, it's well, just, I like Cam Newton, too. I, I like Lab. I actually do. I'm a big Cam Newton fan, but, you know, I could be a big fan and also be aware. This guy's breaking down, bro. Like, Mac Jones, you better be studying the playbook good, and I bet you, Rick, Josh McDaniels told Mac that, like, basically, like a little whisper, hey, Make sure you're ready because your time, you know what I mean? His time, his, his number's getting called. Matt Jones getting on the field, bro. Yeah, and, you know, it's kind of similar to when uh, Joe Flacco went down and there was Lamar Jackson on the roster, right? And the Ravens never looked back. Yeah. And so I think that's part of it, too. Like Cam Newton said, hey, whatever this is, like, wrap me up, tape me up, put me back in. Coach. You're right, like, get me out there. No, no, Cam knows. I better be there. Like, otherwise, you're right. Otherwise, Mac Jones gets the head start. And and you know, Rick, here's another thing that's different. Remember there used to be a saying in sports, you know, you can't lose your job to injury? Like how you can't. Yeah, go go ask uh, Troy Smith, uh, a guy who lost his job to Joe Flacco because of injury, right? He had that whole weird uh, disease he caught in training camp and – you know, in came Joe Flacco or, or you know. If the, rest the other of- guy's better than you, you will lose your job due to injury. It's pretty simple. Like, if yeah. if the other guy is better than you, you're done. And, and let's be honest, the, the Patriots were a losing program. So it's not like, you know, Cam Newton doesn't have all this equity built up, whereas Carolina, he guided them to the Super Bowl. You know, all that love fest is over with. You know, it's produce or next man up. And look no further than Drew Bledsoe getting hurt and losing his job to the one Tom yeah. Brady, right? <laughs> and, you know, you mentioned um, Josh Allen and his ability to just kind of, you know, this guy could be moving backwards off his back foot and chuck it 70 yards downfield. I mean, the rainbows that I saw Mac Jones throwing in training camp. I mean, where, where's my man, the reading rainbow guy? I mean, there's so much time. <laughs> like It's like a 20, 30-yard pass, and it's like a punt. You know, uh, New York Giants fans, I'm over here in Jersey. I'm having the flashbacks to Dave Brown out of Duke. You know, it's like unbelievable. But, hey, whatever whatever gets the ball there, whatever gets the job done, if you got the timing and you can, you can get away with that stuff, hey, he did it in Alabama. I don't know. I'm a little bit hesitant. I know he throws a beautiful deep ball. The touch is really fascinating to watch. All, all the deep passes he dropped in the bucket at the collegiate game. I have my doubts in the NFL. You know, I do believe it. I didn't think that Mac Jones was worthy of of a top five pick. I didn't think San Francisco, and I bet on it, of course. I took uh, Trey Lance to be uh, the third overall pick. But I think he landed in a perfect spot. I think in that, and with that offense, and we talked about, you know, you, you look at what Josh McDaniels has done um, with quarterbacks in the past. I think that Mac Jones just fits what they want to do offensively more than Cam, than Cam Newton does, which is kind of weird because, like, look at the Buffalo Bills, bro. I think, like, they brought in Mitch Trubisky as to be the backup, knowing Josh Allen goes out. We have a guy that's the exact same body, same style quarterback, not as good, but – Big dude, mobile dude, cannon of an arm, 
right? We don't change the offense. Cam Newton's offense and Mac Jones's offense and Tom Brady's like, I guess the best way of saying it, I think Mac Jones can run the Tom Brady offense. Cam yeah. Newton can't run that offense. You need to totally run a Cam Newton offense when you have Cam Newton. Well, and luckily they got Josh McDaniels there who could literally change the offensive philosophy on a week-to-week basis. So they're yes. going to have, you know, a, a, a pass version. Of- and they almost like doing it. They change their philosophy when they had Tom Brady. You're right. If they see a weakness, that's what they do. They'll exploit it. They'll come out, they'll throw the ball 50 times one week. They'll come out, they'll run the ball 35 times the next week if they have to. And so that's the one thing about the New England offense, and I agree with you. He could not have went to a better place. And I think, you know, New England tried to find these mid-round quarterbacks to be the next successor, and they they did hit one, and Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, was a second-round pick, could have been a successor. He got dealt off. I think they took Jarrett Stidham in the middle rounds. Didn't yeah. necessarily work out. So, you know, Belichick said, hey, this guy's fallen in my laps. He's kind of a higher tiered version of what we've been striking out on. Let's give it a shot. I, I think he's 69 years old, but he's a young 69. I, I could see Belichick, especially with his competitive nature, seeing Tom Brady hoist that Vince Lombardi trophy. I think Bel- I think Belichick's got at least three good seasons in him. I'm hearing that he wants to stick around for another five. I want to put it past him. Yeah, I think if yeah, I think if Belichick, I think he wants at least one good run. Not even like even if he doesn't win a Super Bowl, get to a Super Bowl, AFC Conference Championship game. I and as you stated, you know, listen, his legacy is secure no matter what. But right? that one stain now. Yeah. Okay. That not making the playoffs without Tom Brady. I know. Free Brady in yeah. Cleveland. That's post Brady now. That's a stain on the resume. That's what I'm saying. He needs a run. He needs a run without it. Like he needs a run to say, all right, look, now I would, I just did my run here. All right, we're gonna get into creating uh, a quarterback class because yeah, it's never too early to start uh, taking a look to uh, to next year's draft. Rick Saratella and from Trap Bible, bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. 
the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Days. It's hard to find something you can trust. Your car? Yeah, right. Trust takes time. And that's why we're here. 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. We are your trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Sports Rage Late Night, Game Cavews. I am Gable Morensi throwing it down on Sirius XM Channel 204. We're getting biblical NFL Draft Bible, and uh, our friends at the NFL Draft Bible have already gotten a head start on next year's draft. Yes, yes. And uh, I enjoyed uh, your mock uh, draft, your 2022 uh, mock draft. And people are thinking, oh, boy, already? Here we go? Yep, yep, here we go, because there's going to be some teams looking for quarterbacks and in your early opinion right now, are these guys, like, are the Rattlers in the house, are they better or worse than, than the Fields and the Lances that we saw coming to the league? Let's take Trevor Lawrence out of the equation, obviously. But, you know, I, I, for me, the jury's still out on Rattler. I think people are elevating him a little bit too quickly, I, you know, because I've seen him struggle. Like, he hasn't been good long enough for me, Rick. That's what I'm saying. But. And I say this because Spencer Rattler's number one in Rick's uh, mock draft for next year, and he is the consensus with a lot of people to be the top quarterback. And, you know, the kid in North Carolina will get into in, in a second. But I want to see more from Rattler. I, you know, I, I'm not sold on his maturity level. I think he's, he's, a little, he's a little immature on the field at times, just, you know, his personality. But he did grow a hell of a lot as a kid and as a man last year. I'm going to give it to him. He got, you could tell him growing as a person as the year was going on, like he was kind of a jackass kid in high school and stuff. He was on a TV show, you know, smart mouth kid, but he's been humbled a little bit, but how the hell do we argue with Lincoln Riley and him getting quarterbacks ready for the NFL with, you know, uh, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts is a starting quarterback in in the NFL right now. So what's your take on Rattler? Yeah, it's the uh, kind of hot flavor of the week, that Oklahoma offensive scheme. And you're right, there, there's some maturity issues there with Rat, Rattler. And uh, I've heard that, you know, not too much has changed. You know, maybe he's matured a little bit, but it's yeah, still a concern. Yeah. However, when you look at what Lincoln Riley has done there for the Sooners and the way he has boosted the quarterback stock, I mean, nobody was talking about, not, not, never mind the number one overall pick. Nobody was even talking about these guys. They come out, they win the Heisman Trophy. They go on to become the number one pick. And so there's a lot to like when you can master 
an offense that, let's be honest, Lincoln Riley has been heavily recruited by NFL teams to come up and, and step up to the big stage and, and, and be a head coach at the NFL level because they like the offensive scheme and, and a lot of offensive coordinators are taking that scheme and running that and implementing it at the NFL level. So I think that all the ingredients are there, and that's why you try to anticipate. You try to project. But I'm going to reserve judgment and let the season play out because, again, at this time a year ago, were you talking about Joe Burrow being the number one overall pick? I certainly was not. <laughs> you know, And so like, there's always going to be a guy that shoots up out of nowhere, and there's some candidates out there that, that could kind of jump into that fray and – yeah. Uh, Look Spencer. at Mac Jones, classic example. I there think he's, a, you know what I mean? Like how many people before, when Mac Jones go. took over quarterback at Alabama, people are like, oh, who's this Mac Jones? Oh, it's a downgrade from, from two. I don't look at Mac Jones. Didn't go in the top 10, but still first-round draft pick. Oh, Dwayne Haskins is another one. Hindsight's 2020, but nobody was even talking about him being a first-round pick. He goes and lights it up at Ohio State. And I think, you know, again, it's just a situation where, you can catch lightning in a bottle. You can catapult and shoot up draft boards as a quarterback. It was never like that years ago. You had to start X amount of games and, and be a winning quarterback and have the experience under your belt and, you know, have such and such completion percentage and, you know, see a certain kind of touchdown to interception ratio, all, all that thought logic and, and line of thinking. I remember talking to uh, John Gruden a couple years ago when he was coaching the senior bowl. He said all the old stereotypes or all the criteria that I once had for quarterbacks. He said, all that's out the window. The NFL is a completely yeah. different game than my last go around. And so anything's on the table. That's a great point. Rick Sheratelle, NFL draft Bible with us. And look at going back, as you stated in the quarterbacks, how it's different now, like a guy like Kyle Bowler, Kyle Bowler at the time was, you know what I mean? He was the, if you went to a quarterback factory, like he had NFL scouts drooling, right? That prototypical man, he's six four and a half, he's six five, he's got a cannon, he's you know what I mean? And whatever, he was a bust. As you stated now, like twenty years ago, a kid like Radler, they'd be like, No, 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 this kid's like he's too raw, he's too this, he's too that. You have to throw that out now. And is, for a comparison with Radler, is he is he a Lamar Jackson type? Would that be fair? Yeah, I think that's a fair comparison. I mean I I think they say he's six one. Is he really six one? Probably not. Probably not. Um, you know, you got these quarterbacks though now that can run around and 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 be six foot like you know the Arizona uh, State Jalen Daniels. A lot of people like him to be a potential first round pick. You know, he's a buck ninety five, soaking wet. Yeah. But he's going to get consideration. So you know, you're seeing it more and more. Uh, look no further than the Kyler Murrays and the Baker Mayfields who we just alluded to. Yeah. It, 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 Lamar Jackson. I mean. Maybe just just on his tippy toes with six feet tall. So I think that's a fair comparison. So for the record, guys, Spencer Rattler, Oklahoma Sooner quarterback, he is favored to win the Heisman Trophy. So in other words, he won't win the Heisman Trophy. Because I tell you, the Heisman, and you said it, you know, the only guy, the only guy that liked Joe Burrow was Phil Steele, the great Phil Steele. I had Phil Steele on the show um, before the college football season started, and I said, Phil, you got a Heisman uh, Heisman pick for me? You got a long shot Heisman pick for me? He said, Gabe, keep your eye on Joe Burrow, LSU quarterback. He's about 150 to 1 right now. Like, honestly, like Joe Burrow, nobody had him on the radar. And, you know, Joe Burrow only had one good college year, too, guys, in his career. He's been injured in his career. He transferred. People didn't like that he transferred. He had one good year. And you know what? He looked damn good, bro, on an NFL field last year. He looked like he belonged right away. But... I just want to throw it out there. So Spencer Radler, 
Um, so Sam Howell, North Carolina, a lot of eyes on this kid right now. And Mac Brown, look, Mac Brown had a ton of success with Vince Young. So Mac Brown's offense is very quarterback uh, friendly. Uh, talk to me about how he seems to be right there. And I want to throw in the kid because I'm looking at the Heisman odds here. And, God, I'm going to have to learn how to say this kid's last name. Ugalele. DJ. DJ. Yeah, yeah, let's DJ. DJ, DJ right? We're calling him DJ. That's just his name is DJ. But you know, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Kid out of Clemson. Listen, I I don't want to say, I don't want to say that a kid that's only played in one game, you know, is going to get this hype right now. But you know, he's going to be good, bro. You know, he's going to kill it. He lit up that Notre. They didn't lose that Notre Dame because of him. The game went to overtime. There was the defense that couldn't stop uh, Ian Book. So this DJ kid's going to be damn good too. What are people saying about DJ? You know, and and that's the the thing you got to love, the beauty of the NFL draft and evaluation process, because you could put DJ Ugalele and, and Jalen Daniels and, and Spencer Ratliff next together and say, hey, these guys play the same position, you know, because DJ looks like a freaking linebacker. I don't know if yeah, you yeah, saw yeah, the yeah, pictures yeah. from the Manning camp, but I mean, <laughs> this guy can play middle linebacker and he moves He's around. Like, hey, Newton, except more ripped. Yeah, like. No, it's unbelievable. But yeah, I think that there's a perfect example of a guy. I think that's a great one that can just catapult up the draft boards, right? And and I think, like, now that we've kind of seen all these quarterbacks skyrocket, like everybody's trying to figure out who that next guy is going to be. And, like, the Liberty quarterback, uh, Malik Willis, is a guy that everybody's kind of jumping on that bandwagon. But same thing with Sam Howell. Like, I see a lot of inconsistencies. I see a lot of streaky play. And, yes, both of those guys make the wow throws and can move around, throw on the run, beat you with the feet, beat you with the arm. But I saw Sam Howell in person, and I really wasn't that impressed. Now that was, you know, I think his freshman year. I didn't come, I didn't come away from that game and say, "Whoa, there's a future uh, franchise quarterback." But he has progressed. He has led at, at North Carolina to some pretty big wins there in a short period of time. Now remember, he came in under Mac Brown's watch. Mac Brown rebuilt that program on the Superfly, done pretty well. And Mac Brown has even said, "Hey." <laughs> nice knowing you, Sam. We don't expect them back here next year. So this is basically a one-year audition. I think if the draft was held tomorrow, I mean, he was number two in my mock draft. I think if the draft was held today, he's going to be in contention to be one of the first players off the board. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, Sam Howell, guys, he's thrown for 7,224 yards, 68 touchdowns. And this is what's impressive. For a kid that throws as much as he does, 14 interceptions only. Right, and a pass-happy offense, bro, very impressive. In two years, he's thrown 14 interceptions. Um, he shows patience. He's got, you know what? I don't know if he's got a cannon, Rick. And you know what? I don't, I don't want to get into it because I, I'm not. It's not like I was watching Sam Howell tape, um, you know, this afternoon. But he's more of a touch guy, right? You know, he sort of touches the ball, floats the ball in there, but he reads defenses pretty well. And I'll tell you what, uh, Rick. He's got some legs on him. He's not afraid to use his legs and take off and get a first down. Yeah, and again, I hate to bring him up a third time in this segment, but Baker Mayfield, a lot of comparisons yes. to Sam Howell. Yeah. I think from a from a throwing and arm delivery standpoint, like you saw what Jared Goff did when he was on in the Sean McVay offense. I think that's the fit for Sam Howell. Funny. I was thinking the same thing. Sort of did, yeah. Get the ball. Quick release, out, right? yeah. gets rid of the ball, works that short to intermediate field. Now he had a lot of playmakers at North Carolina too, a lot of receivers that got drafted over the last year or two. So just get him some talent and he can make the right decisions, as you mentioned. Minimize mistakes. 
get rid of the ball quickly, make smart, sound decisions, work the intermediate part of the field, and he can still make the deep throws, so you have to respect it. But let's be honest, like, Aside from the Chiefs and the Bills and maybe a handful of other, t- I don't th- I don't think too many teams are winning with the deep ball, right? It's all about you don't have time to fill the deep ball. And 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 what's the percentage? Like what's the exactly percentage rate of going downfield? It's more of a, you know, stretch the field. Let's take a couple deep shots, even if we don't complete them. They gotta respect it. Like if Patrick Mahomes throws five deep balls a game to Tyreek Hill and they complete one mission accomplished because you know what, that one completion has got the safety thinking like, Hey, let me respect that because I don't want to get beat again. And you know what? You mentioned the Buffalo bills. The bills can get away with it because Josh Allen's arm is so strong. He can throw the ball 50 yards. Like with a flick of the wrist, he doesn't need a lot of time. Like he needs to just wait for the receiver basically. And I mean, we've seen, I've actually seen, I've seen Josh Allen throw, like, fastballs that guys have a hard time bringing in from 50 yards. Like, Emmanuel Sanders, you better get ready, bro, because it ain't normal. Like, guys that catch passes from him for the first time, they're like, oh, my God. Like, I turned around, and the ball, like, was about to hit me in the face. Right? It's one of these, like, it gets there fast, man. And some of these older guys, it takes forever. But as you stated, so, and, we'll think, and you know, it's funny because you talk about Jared Goff and, Hal is more athletic than Goff, but I sort of I see the same thing that you do with that. And I also say, Mr. Jared Goff, Mr. Sam Howell is probably going to replace you. <laughs> like that really – could you yeah. see that? Like Sam yeah. Howell, yeah. perfect fit for the Detroit Lions moving forward. And no, the thing I, with, with Howell is, as you said, you know, West Coast offense sort of guy, quick, get it out, get it out. But unlike Goff, and I'm not saying Howell is Lamar Jackson, but I've seen Howell a lot, Rick. And when stuff breaks down, you know what I mean? He can buy, you know, he's not fast, but he's good. He can buy some time for himself. Like he can scramble around a bit, this kid. That's exactly right. And that's a big deal in in today's NFL, especially with the poorest offensive line play around the league. There's not enough good quarterbacks. There's not enough good offensive linemen to protect the quarterbacks. And the difference being able to buy time in the pocket and provide yourself an extra half a second to throw the ball, it's a big deal in the NFL. If I can if I can get rid of the ball three seconds instead of two and a half seconds, well, that's given my wide receiver an extra split second to get free, create separation, uh, let that play develop, and you know figure out which window I want to squeeze the ball into because any quarterback will tell you the, those windows at the NFL, there, there's no such thing as an open receiver. Most of the time, you're squeezing that ball into, to fit inside a window. Rick Saratella, NFL Draft Bible. The late night anger management class continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. 
With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. the show was done shout out to everybody who uh, tuned in this evening sirius xm channel 204 am radio affiliates uh our wild ass chat uh tonight uh we appreciate the uh the uh hardcore rageaholics uh, putting up uh with some of the trolls here this evening but uh, listen it's the playoffs the trolls are going to be uh, coming out um yeah we've got to get a moderator uh, in place we're, we're shuffling the deck all right so we've got to get a moderator in place so yeah it's it's all good so listen, on the way out here, Matthias, quickly, what's your uh, what are your picks tomorrow for the soccer? Hungary, Portugal, man, this 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 stuff's crazy uh, that they're playing, like at like all the, all these road games and stuff. Like it's not a normal tournament, man. So like basically, Portugal are in Budapest. <laughs> That's not easy. Even though Hungary aren't great, it's not easy. I like the under in that game. I think Portugal can. I think Portugal's going to be in a battle and can try to win one nothing type of deal. What do what do you like in that game? Gabe, I actually like the over in this game. Watching Hungary play for the last few games, I like their identity up front. They do have uh, what it takes on offense to score some goals, but Portugal is still the stronger team. I'm expecting like 3-2, maybe 4-2 Portugal win. Wow. Wow, that's a lot of goals, man. I know Portugal a little shaky to back end, too. They are good on offense, but if people, dude, like these games don't open up that much, right? They don't, and I don't think Hungary wants to get into a track meet. All right, what do you what do you take it with France and um, France and uh, Germany in Munich? Oh. oh, I forget that it's in Munich. That always changes everything. But I, yeah, if it's in Munich, yeah. I expect it's a tie. Munich. It's a tie. I see. I don't see France winning in Germany, but I do see a tie. That's the thing. Like most of these tournaments, it's cool because it's on a neutral field somewhere. You know what I mean? Like this tournament's whacked. Like, why the hell is Portugal? How come Hungary doesn't have to play at Portugal? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of whack. Like, why is Portugal? Portugal's in this group of death. That's the thing with Portugal. 
they need the game tomorrow. They got to play France and Germany. They need to get three points tomorrow. I think maybe Portugal wins 2-1, but Portugal's going to win. Put, put them in parlays. Uh, a draw, I agree with in the other match. Other night, you're on your own later. You're listening to sports news you can actually use. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.